Friday night Irish NFL show. That's right, the season's over for five days and we're back. Why are we back? Because JJ Watt decided to completely ruin our weekends in terms of work-wise after working flat out for two weeks, boys. We're back again. Don't get a weekend off. I'm only joking. I love it. Colin, welcome in. Welcome in. How's it going? Yeah, quite uh look, the, the Super Bowl ended, then we had that Buccaneers party and the boats, and then the league decided there there's no there's no off season. It is just action all action all year. Yes, sir. Brian, welcome in, my friend. Welcome in. Good evening, gents. Uh yeah, was the Super Bowl might have been on last Sunday. The the reality is for 30 other teams, the work has already commenced for next season. So in particular, our teams who would have been working since early January. So, yeah, we're into that period now where teams are going to be making changes. And I think this one in particular might have been something we all expected. But at the same time, it's it's very much worth discussing because he's such a marquee player in the league. And before we talk about JJ, JJ what? We're going to talk about another thing just for a couple of seconds. Well, we had a Mark who I think is on his way. Uh, hopefully, he'll be here soon. Uh, hello, Mark, if you're watching, please. Come on, come on. You got the link. Come on in. If anyway, look, first off, we're presented by Pundit Arena. I want to thank the 40 people watching this on Twitter right now through Pundit Arena's Twitter account. And folks, what a day last Sunday for Super Sunday for us. What a night for the Bucks. The Bucks, well, the Temple Bar Bucks, gentlemen. What a night. Look at Bruce Arians sitting in the middle of Dublin there, boys. Unbelievable. Props to Bruce Arians' son, Jake Arians, who basically replied to my picture of the box outside Coppers and said, Temple Bar Bucks. So fair play. Boys, we've made it. We've got the coach's son talking now. But boys, what about Brady? After seven Lombardies, he has a little bit of avocado tequila. And this this broke the internet the overnight. Tom, how awesome was that? Brady's Super Bowl let, let, let's just watch that again very quickly. Colin, that, that, that reminds me of Oxygen 07 sitting outside the red campsite at 5 a.m. on the Monday morning trying to pay 10 euro for a box of Coke and noodles. I mean, what a moment, what a man. <laughs> Indeed, uh, a looser Tom Brady than we ever saw in New England. I will say, um, when we were... What, I sat on the press conferences for our BA and my question to him was going to be uh, after they, they won the Super Bowl, was it going to be a bourbon, uh, a scotch or an Irish whiskey? And I, I'd still, if, if BA wants to, to come to, to Dublin, uh, we'll definitely take him on a tour of the pubs and introduce him to some uh, Irish whiskeys. They seem to have brought the weather to Temple Bar as well, because it's certainly not the weather I'm seeing when I open the front door in the evening. Um, yeah, it was it was it was different, shall we say? It's different to what we've seen over the years with other teams winning the Super Bowls. It was very unmeasured in terms of everybody enjoying themselves and Lombardi trophies. I wonder was it a fake Lombardi trophy? Maybe it was the one that we have that was thrown across from one boat to the other. I just wonder. It wasn't as good as your fake one now, Ryan. It wasn't. It? No, no, it wasn't. No. 
where is that fake Lombardi trophy? Have you got it there, um, or, or is it locked away for next year? Or? It's in. I think it's in the the the, the skip. <laughs> no, no. It's, no, it's 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 locked away with the other four Lombardies that the Giants have. But uh, all right, okay, okay. Well, we got what five minutes and forty-seven seconds in before Giants reference. I just just, just trying to watch the podcast, though, Brian. Just trying to watch the podcast, Brian. That video that we were laughing at was Brady having a couple of Bud Lights. Can I just say, in fairness, um, columns alluded to there, and I even heard a number of conversations this week on different sports outlets where they've said that. Brady's behaviour was certainly not what they've seen throughout the years when he won it in New England um, in terms of how much he let himself go. It, in a way, it was it was refreshing to see because he's been a lot looser this year with the media. We saw that last week when we had the opportunity to get involved in the media week. He's been a lot looser in terms of what he says, in terms of his players during the season, his head coach back and forth where they didn't agree on certain things during the season. And I think what we saw on... Monday, Tuesday, I can't recall what day it was now, but um, what we saw was, I think Tom Brady in a way, to be honest, sticking it to the Patriots to say, yeah, thanks very much for the six Super Bowls, which I, which I enjoyed, uh, but there was a certain part of the Patriots organization that didn't feel he would be a threat if he went elsewhere, and that wasn't to be because here he is again with another ring and another Lombardi. Well, there's Claire DeBarra saying Tom can do what he likes, and obviously thanks to Claire for that awesome giveaway, and congrats to the winner. Can't remember his or her name, but well done. Tom and Brady and Belichick there, boys, I mean. Whoever suggested to Coach Belichick to me might want to challenge that. <laughs> to be Robert Kraft's agent or fly on the wall on Monday morning would have been hilarious. He looked he looked refreshed. He, all, he almost looked like, you know, he had honestly been born again. The man looks like he could go on for four or five years. Not caring to call him. That video he put up, Eminem, back again and all, like, was just... Look, Brady is is clearly um, having the the time of his life uh, down in in Florida, and I, I think though one of the things that's probably I mean that that talk about him and BA kind of clashing was funny because BA talked about that in the press conference. He said, "No, it wasn't it. I just give you an honest answer. I, that wasn't said to motivate Tom. That wasn't said to criticize Tom. That was just." me being honest, uh, which is probably one of the reasons, in fairness, that, you know, has been said that B.A. didn't get a head coaching job until later in his career. But the teams that have uh, actually taken him on have, uh, you know, reaped the rewards of having him. And clearly there is an amazing spirit amongst that Bucks team. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where at this is point, Mark? yes, I think the the hashtag for where is Mark? Um, we are now uh, eight eight and a half minutes. We've tried talking about Tom Brady. I thought saying his name three times it'd be a bit like Candyman, and <laughs> it would, he, he would suddenly appear. Um, but no, uh, not even the talk of Tom Brady uh, has has managed to make Mark uh, appear. I, I think, um, having watched the coverage as well, where we're living in a, in a country at the moment, both north and south, where the topic of conversation is who's getting their teeth done in Tenerife in the in the, in the forthcoming months, <laughs> and people can't get outside the door to see pretty much um, what we we're used to seeing over the years in terms of how people enjoy their lives. It would be great to get back to that type well, of scenario again. But no masks, and uh, everybody on top of each other, you know, but... <laughs> Tony Hulahan's not an NFL fan. If he is, he's probably had a heart attack on Monday morning. 
I mean, it's going to be the customary in Northern Ireland. Michael McBride, Chief Medical Officer up here. I mean, we can't go to Tenerife because we can't get over the border, go to Dublin Airport, but that's a, that's a different conversation for a different show. The main topic on tonight's show, boys, is JJ Watt. I was sitting today, hand to God, I put it up on Twitter this morning. We've, we've talked about this, the, the, the Temple Bar books, and I was sitting, no, that, that's us done for Twitter today. So I was sitting at about, I don't know, 20 to 4. It's very quiet in the NFL this morning. Very quiet in the NFL this morning. And boom, boom, shakalaka. JJ Watt decides to go and wreck the whole weekend. I want to mess. Huge news. Obviously, JJ Watt leaving the Texans. Before we talk about it, and in the hope that Mark may come in in the next two minutes, this is what JJ Watt had to say this morning. He posted this on Twitter before anybody, including the Texans, put it out. I wanted to do this on video as opposed to putting out a statement or doing a press conference or anything like that because I want you guys to hear it directly from me. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. Uh, I came here 10 years ago as a kid from Wisconsin who'd never really been to Texas before. And now I can't imagine my life without Texas in it. Um, the way that you guys have treated me, besides draft night, I mean, you guys booed me on draft night, but uh, every day after that, you treated me like family. And I truly feel like you're my family. Um, since that day, I have tried to do everything in my power to work and earn your respect and try and make you proud on and off the field. Um, you guys have given me everything and more, and I can only hope that you feel like I've given you everything I have. Um, the city of Houston has been unbelievable to me. It's where I met my wife. Um, it's where I've met lifelong friends and my teammates. Um, I've had incredible coaches and training staff and equipment staff and cafeteria workers and the weight room staff and uh, the front office people and people on the streets, people in restaurants and grocery stores and showing up in my house. Um, the connection is special and I will never, ever take that for granted because I know how rare it is. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to a new opportunity and I've been working extremely hard. Um, but at the same time, it is, it is always tough to move on. And, uh, I just want you guys to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the McNair family for giving me, uh, drafting me and giving me my first opportunity in the NFL. Thank you, Houston. I love you. And that was his initial statement i'm excited for the opportunity it's always tough to move on thank you houston i love you and colin we just got breaking video from uh, the mcnair family in regards to what they were saying about uh, his release well the demolishers we had to go anyway we had <laughs> i can't even do it i can't even do it colin like you know obviously it's all going under in houston like i think a lot of the talk has been on the sean watson over the last few weeks uh, and i guess it would be obvious to see that jj what would want out What's your thoughts on this move today? Um, it's been coming clearly ever since that video emerged of Watson and uh, JJ walking off the field and him talking about, sorry, for wasting one of his years. We kind of knew that the writing was on the wall. For me, this move um, actually signals that Watson will leave the Texans. I think it, it heralds that even more so because... Why would you release J.J. Watt? And 
from his contract, right? It's like he's retiring. You're getting nothing from him. JJ Watt is still a very good player. You would have got him at least a mid-round pick, if not more, um, for, for, for JJ. But you're letting him go. I know he's done amazing things for the city. Look, he set out to raise 200000 and he raised $37 million. Uh, speaks to the kind of guy that he is. But to me, it says you know that you're getting a giant haul of picks um, in the not too distant future. You know it's coming your way, so you're prepared to do the right thing. You're prepared to get um, some good publicity, which is much needed given everything that's gone on in that organization. Um, and remember, they they lost uh, you know uh, another member of staff earlier in the week, so they've done right by JJ Watt. He does deserve the opportunity to to go elsewhere, and they it's good to see they are doing right by him. But to me, it says. They know that uh, Santa sack of uh, picks is coming their way uh, for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, not not only did he raise the money for the hurricane, there was also a terrible shooting in 2018 when a number of children died in the school, and he he actually funded quite a lot of the funerals for the families who just who just couldn't afford to do it. So he's given so much to the community of Texas and Houston in particular that yeah, Columbus do it. They've gone. They've, done the right thing in terms of what he wants. He's given them nine years, he's three times defensive player of the year. He's been to the he's been to uh, the Pro Bowl as well. Um, he's played in playoffs games, but unfortunately he just hasn't materialised in terms of where he wants to be, which at this stage of his career is to be playing in the playoffs and potentially in the Super Bowl. And Colin, I kind of disagree to a certain extent. I don't think they would have got it off for him. Um, he's 32. He's on a, he's a, his contract, like he's still, no matter where he goes, he's going to get a reasonably good contract. But the reality is he has only played two full seasons in the last five. He played full, 16 full games this season and he only had five sacks. So his production levels have gone down. So whilst they could hang on to him and again, look, you've touched on it, they're not in a good position in the public domain in terms of how they're handling the Sean Watson situation. Did he want another circus around around? Uh, JJ in a, in a scenario where they like you, they probably only would have picked up a four or a five. Well, maybe that's a bit extreme, maybe a tour round pick, but they certainly wouldn't have, got, wouldn't have got anything more so than, than that. So, for me, I think it's the right decision on both sides. I think he gets an opportunity to go to someone who will be challenging, and I honestly believe he will, you know, he will cherry pick five or six teams that he wants to play for. I don't think it's going to be a free for all, and he's got loads, you know, he may have loads of options in terms of to be. 10, 12 teams in the league that want to sign him. But I think the reality is when he sits down with his agent, he will identify four or five teams that he wants to play for and he'll leave the agent up to go and pick those deals up. up. And I think by the time he does sign, and I do think this will happen quickly enough, I don't think this will roll on into, towards the early stage of free agency. I think this deal might be done in the next fortnight. I think he'll sign for someone yeah. who, who will be in the running next season for the playoffs. Well, Brian, you, you were talking there about him doing the right thing, yeah? Yeah. He did the right thing. You did the right thing. <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> I have oh, a good in somewhere. Um, you know, because I, I can't put the spoofers video in because he's not a spoofer. J.J. Watt is a great player. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Before we talk about that there, yeah, I was... I couldn't believe. Like, obviously, it's just one of those things. The, that That's... Because we've got such a long off-season in the NFL, it just comes out of nowhere, even though it's the most obvious news ever. Of course, JJ's going to go. If Watson's gone, <laughs> JJ, the whole lot of them's going to be gone. Yes, they're gone. It's over. Good luck. Goodbye. Good night, etc. But um, JJ going surprising. 
in a sense where it just came out of nowhere today. It was almost very quiet this week on the on, on the NFL front, apart from Brady having an absolute G of a night, the overnight in, in Tampa Bay. But uh, it was quiet enough, and then he has almost got it started. I seen Neil Reynolds saying earlier on, you know, this is it, five days in, it begins now. So, yeah, we're ready to go. And I guess, Colin, I'm going to hand it over to you. Where is JJ Watt playing the start of next season? San Francisco. Because they are going to send picks and Nick Bosa. We know the Texans want uh, a young defensive player. They're going to send Bosa there and they're going to put JJ Watt uh, in. And Watson and Watt are going to be playing in uh, the, the Golden Gate City and under Kyle Shanahan. And that will be spectacular to watch. That is what I think happens. Brian, what do you got? Packers, he's from Wisconsin, opportunity potentially to go home and live in the state where he grew up. Um, he even touched on it in a statement that he didn't know anything about Houston or Texas before he went there. I think he comes across as a kind of homeboy kind of guy, and I think he would give the Packers a hometown discount, as they say in the NFL, where teams are trying to get players in to help with their cap. Um, they've got a lot of players on defense, and by and large this season, the Packers' defense has improved. But... Um, Look, you can never have enough defensive ends or you know guys that can rush the, the passer. And if they do have a wide variety of players to pick from, he won't be expected to play every snap. So I think Green Bay, for me, would suit him. But the ideal one would be that he goes and plays with his brother in Pittsburgh, but I don't see it. Well, you know, Kansas City turned water into wine with a cap space, so I guess time will see. They really did. Worked out well for them so far. Just putting that out there. Uh, one of my mates texted me at 9.34. Miles hadn't, hadn't talked to me. Hadn't sent a message in Super Bowl Sunday. Miles Garrett and JJ Watt. What a combo. Not happening. Uh, not, not happening. Um, Green Bay. It's obvious. His woman. Yeah. As Claire, Claire DeBerry just said there, but Claire DeBerry wants him, in, uh, wants him in Chicago. I understand his missus plays in Chicago. Up a wee bit. Up a wee bit. He's going to Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers will take a pay cut, go all in, try and win two rings at Peyton. So you agree with me, Michael? I, I, Mar- Brian, can you believe it? I agree with you. I think, I think this is... Call it quits tonight, sir. I think, right? <laughs> I, I I just got to reply back already. It's, it's not happening. It's not, And he's not going to the Browns. I tell you what, you can, you can crop this out. If JJ Watt is playing in the dog pound for Cleveland next year, you can come on the show and talk about it. I promise. It's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's going to be Wisconsin. Roger takes a pay cut, gets two rings at some point in the next three years or not. I mean, if they couldn't win it this year with that team, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. Brit Chief is saying Watson at the Niners would be a devastating combo. JJ going to the Steelers. What about uh, the Chiefs? Seen a few memes of JJ wearing Chiefs gear this evening. But um, yeah, I mean, I think. I think Michael, they're all out there. I've seen them in the Jets. I've seen them in the Giants. I've seen them in any... any sin- oh, it's really much. Not again. <laughs> what? What? Actually, What's wrong just, just on Just on Deshaun Watson, I know we don't want to get into it because there's going to be weeks on end where we're discussing Deshaun Watson. But the Texans today have come out with a, with a statement and it's more forceful than it's been for quite a while in which they're saying... To communicate, I know they're saying all the right things because they have to, but they're saying today, and they're very forcefully in their statement today, that some of the stuff that's been discussed in the media around Sean Watson is untrue, and there is absolutely no way that he's going anywhere. Two hours later, Tannenbaum is on ESPN 
saying he's definitely going to the Patriots. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's been a mad day. Like for Broncos fans, they were talking that he's interested in Denver, but like, come, come on, you're not like teams are like uh, personally. I mean, we'll talk about something wrong. Tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about something else first, right? Um, and well, Brent, before we move on from JJ, being honest, I wouldn't want JJ Chiefs have more pressing needs at right tackle and left tackle. Brad, absolutely, and I promise we'll get you on to talk about that, that about that game on Sunday at some point. I just didn't want to fall out with you on Monday because I was very vocal, and I hope you did okay. And fa- thanks for coming on last week. It was good cracking to come on, man, as well. And thanks for watching and supporting tonight. Any retweets are appreciated. Mine too. Uh, boys, we're, we're going to talk about the, the Russell Wilson situation. Um, so, Colin, I, I, I know you, Colin. You're very into your Seahawks. You love Pete Carroll. You, you love the Twelves. Uh, what's going on at the minute in, in Seattle? Uh, I I don't have an issue with uh, with Seattle. I have an issue with Pete Carroll. Uh, what's going on at um, at Seattle is what we done last Sunday night. Quarterbacks done with getting hit. Quarterbacks done with seeing their um, life expectancy in the league um, dwindle. And if you're Russell Wilson and you got sacked forty plus times this year, how long do you think your career goes on for? And plus you're playing in a system whereby your coach just wants to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball because he wants to make up for a huge mistake that he made in a in a Super Bowl that cost them it. So I I think it's probably a power play by Wilson. I don't know if he actually will leave the Seahawks, but I think he is fed up um, with running for his life on every single play. I think he probably would have watched that game last Sunday and said, that looks very familiar to what I do for 16 weeks of the season. Well, 17, because they, in fairness, they usually make the playoffs. Um, so to me, I think it's probably Ross flexing his muscles a little bit, saying, um, I want to, to see something happen in free agency or I want to see something happen in, in the draft. I would be very surprised if um, Russell Wilson is not at the Seahawks next year, but it was clearly coordinated um, in terms of uh, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson that you know the message went out there. He appeared on the Dan Patrick show. They, he knew exactly what he was doing, and that's what you do when you're a franchise QB. You, you flex your muscles to get what you want. Uh, we've seen plenty of uh, franchise QBs do that over the years. They know how dependent they are uh, on him. They quarterback like Russell Wilson, uh, you know, don't come along all that often. So, to me, uh, be surprised if he uh, if he ends up anywhere else. Um, he might be the one Q, QB who doesn't get on the carousel this off season. Brian, what's your thoughts on Russell Wilson? Um, Colin has touched on the game last Sunday and you're saying about him looking at Mahomes scoring around the pitch because the offensive line didn't perform. You should look at the other quarterback on the other side who was, before he went and got his bumper contract in Tampa, he was earning 13 million, 50 million, 70 million, 80 million, four years in a row because he took discounts with the Patriots to improve the team. Russell Wilson has earned 35 million on average a year. So he was the one that pushed for that extraordinary contract which hit the 100 million marker at the time. And that has put them in a hole from a cap point of view for the next three or four years. And they have tried to build a team. Like they traded away their first round pick in order to get Jamal Adams because we all touched on it during the season, the first five to six weeks of the season. Their defense was, wasn't effective. They were winning games because Russell Wilson was winning games with 
last minute drives in, in a number of games during the season. And obviously that we said would that would that continue? And it didn't continue because the offensive line was so poor. So they are trying to build a team, but it's been something that's been avoided for quite a long time. The general manager has to take a hard look at himself because he hasn't put offensive line people there, you know, throughout the years to allow Wilson to flourish because he is a great quarterback and he probably is one arguably one of the best five in the league. But if the offensive line continues to be as it says the air, but maybe he should consider reinvesting some of his money back into the cap to allow the team to go out and potentially pick up one of the best offensive line guys in free agency or and then obviously the draft come with that but they've no first round pick so they're in a hole there already they are in a hole um but for me you know like russell if, if russell wilson ends his career like regardless where he has his career on if russell wilson finishes his career and he only has one ring i think that is a is a shame it, it's a huge shame because you know they should have beat the patriots that was pete carl's fault what a night that was. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that, that's a whole different story. But, I look, John Snyder, the GM in, in Seattle, is held in the highest of regards. The highest, highest of regards. So, that situation will get, get ironed out. But he should be taking a pickup. Seattle should be a team with challenges. And to go, and look, I know teams come and go and come and go, but Seattle, realistically, with a team that they had six, seven years ago, they could have kept more guys. They really could have kept more guys, and they could have progressed better. I think. Um, but I guess that Patriots game just just took the just just took the life out of. We're gonna do a new schedule. Or I'm just gonna just give in to Brad's uh, comment here. Will we do it? You're extremely early to roll for these extends, yeah. Really quickly, Colin, do you want to do it? Uh, well, we talked a bit about it the the other night, actually, uh, just after Super Bowl. The the Bucks have a, a great opportunity to get back there. I think on the NFC side, um, they're going to have keep pretty much the same team in place. Uh, you heard BA talk during the week uh, that Levante David is not going anywhere. If they can figure out a way to keep Godwin, Shaq Barrett, and Levante David, I would certainly think that they're in with a really good shout. Um, if Watson goes to the Niners, Kyle Shanahan and, and Watson, well, that changes, uh, you know, all sorts of things there. And then, look, the Chiefs um, will be there or thereabouts. Uh, I, I think that's that's given, given what they, they have. They'll sort out the, the O-line issues that they had. Um, and, you know, Mike Remmers won't be playing, you know, he won't be there next year. Um, and it, it's in Super Bowls in particular that he seems to have issues. Um, I think the the Bills, the Browns, if they can solve their Odell Beckham problem, uh, what, you know, what do you do there? Um, but the Browns should be knocking on the door. The Bills, you imagine, look, they've been building and uh, they're, they're a serious um, franchise. So to, to me... Chiefs will remain the team to beat. Um, I'm fascinated to see how the Chargers go on. I think it'll be a bit early for them next year. Um, but I do think Chiefs, but keep an eye on the Bills, keep an eye on the, the Browns because um, they did a, a fantastic job. Head coach first season did an amazing job there. So they will be the, the teams to watch for me. And of course, when we get to January next year, it'll be somebody none of us expected. <laughs> It's a shame Mark isn't here because he picked the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so he's, um, geez, that's a tough question, you know, a week after the Super Bowl. Um, I agree that the Chiefs will 
in all likelihood come back again stronger and I do believe that okay the Bills have had a great season but not entirely sure would they be able to repeat it, that type of performance next year no I don't see the Cowboys making the Super Bowl someone's just uh, put a point in there <laughs> the NFC is a difficult one it's a difficult one every year because by and large with the AFC there's two or three teams give or take over the past few years but Brian just say the Giants and give them a come on I'm not going to say the Giants. I'm going to say I'm going to, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say the Packers. Say the Packers, and I think the Rams will actually have a good opportunity this year to potentially. It's like a, it's like the, what did you say? London buses one one comes along, then two comes along. Well, how about the the Rams be playing the Super Bowl in their own stadium next year, similar to what the books did? Ooh. But Rams Packers would be the two standouts for me at the moment. Full ten yards. He, he's never going to pick the Cowboys in a million years. So don't, don't be worried. It, it, it's not on personal. Don't worry. Packers with or without. I, co- I couldn't think. Uh, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> well, look. There's, uh, come on, though. Um, I'm going to say in the NFC. Just like, look, look. This is this is like you know. I'll I'll change. Like I'll well, like, you, you know what? On the first Sunday, if we remember, on the first Sunday show, we will give our picks for the Super Bowl. Like the two teams, right? We will do it, and we'll keep it as a video for the end of the season. Um, as of right now, from what I've seen, sorry, just from what I've seen in Tampa Bay the other day, I mean, it looked like great crack, boys. So I'm just going to say Tampa Bay straight up. I mean, why not? Love Coach BA because the NFC, as an AFC team fan, um, the Bucks and Sean Watson. <laughs> oh, dear God. The Sean Watson's going to go to the Patriots. <laughs> and they're going to get wait, wait, and they're going to get two or three big, big signings. But we're in trades or free agency. I'm not going to name names. Got a lot but of space. Brady's final game of his career will be a bit against Bill Belichick. How's that? How's that? Do you like that? There you well, go. They do play next year in Foxborough. Funny enough, he has to go back there next season. Yeah. I think I think a few of our teams are playing the Patriots next year, actually. So it should be a good crack. Um, a couple of comments have came in, probably laughing at what I just said there now. If I, not, the Broncos are not getting to the Super Bowl, I'm not going to say it. I remember my first beer, Brad. I can't. And this is for the podcast people listening. So I can't break the Chiefs again. They have ruined me the last few weeks. Come on, Brad, Brad, Brad's in good form for for a, for a guy who's just lost the Super Bowl. In fairness, from <laughs> no, fair play, and he's taking it very well. And. Uh, I'm sure Kansas City will be back. I mean, Kansas, let's be honest. The, the AFC Championship game is probably going to be in our head. Like, I mean, it's got to the point now where it's every year. Um, really quickly, boys, so our next our, topic. Our, our Fox, our Foxborough. Have, have you abandoned the Bills that quickly? Well, the Bills will get to the AFC Championship game and, and do what the Bills do. I think, boys. I'm just having a bit of crack. Like, I mean, will the Bills win next year? Time will tell. I mean, they're definitely going in that direction. I tell you what, boys. You know what? You know what? Changing your chair. No, 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 no. Colin, would the Bills have put up a better performance against the Bucs in Super Bowl? Um, it's, it's, t- it's tough. The Bucs were so good. They were so... Their game plan was so good. Um... <laughs> and the, the the line was the 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 real issue. Um, would would the Bills have the issue for the Bills was they they didn't have a running game. Um, and so you still would have had the the Bucks able to kind of scheme. Um, 
I I don't I don't know. Um, it probably couldn't have gone. It, I'm I'm sure teams probably sat right when the when the Broncos got annihilated by the 49ers, when the Broncos got annihilated by the Seahawks, and went somebody else would have would have been better, right? Um, and I but you just you don't you don't know. The Bucks were absolutely brilliant to me. They looked like any team that they played last Sunday. Yeah. They'd have beaten. I think the Bills would have put up a better performance because their offensive line would have been stronger if, if all fit. And I think Josh Allen would have been more mobile than was Mahomes got out of pocket a few times and drew some fabulous throws that weren't caught. I still think he's playing with an injury, which, you know, he's gone and had the operation already, which is very telling. So, yeah, I do think the Bills would have given them a better game. I still don't think the result would have changed. Yeah. So, our next topic, we're really going for the offseason here a lot, boys. Carson Wentz spotted in Dublin this week. Somehow got through quarantine at Dublin Airport. Good Photoshop, in my opinion. But some of the comments, boys. Well, he's certainly not going to the convention center. Well, obviously, he's not going to the convention center. Anybody in the podcast, picture of Carson Wentz at the convention center, which I can't even visit at the moment. Unless, unless he's a special guest for the Neil Reynolds uh, NFL UK tour that's coming to the convention center. And we're is announcing that, it here. Is that confirmed? Or is it no, that? no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Don't, don't, don't get me home. Anyway, Colm, in interesting situation brewing in Philadelphia there with, with uh, Carson Wentz. I was about to say Nick Foles there with, with, with Carson Wentz. What's your thoughts on it? Um, it's the exact opposite of what's going on with the Texans, right? The Texans have to pretend that they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson in order to get as much as they can what the eagles are, are desperately trying to do is to drum up any sort of interest to say look um this this, this team is interested in carson wentz and this team is interested in carson wentz and what the interest really is is tough to ascertain um would frank Reich take him back at um or want to work with him again potentially but given the the price um it's 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 such an unfriendly contract that's you're landed with. And I think that's the, the big issue. So to me, um, I, I think the Eagles are trying to play this in, in terms of trying to get interest to, to get teams, somebody to take a chance. They're trying to look at what happened with the, the Rams getting Stafford and, and kind of generate that interest in the quarterback carousel that's been talked about and see if they can get somebody. But I, I would be, I don't know. I can't see people willing to give up too much because we're a long time removed from when Carson Wentz was a real force. He hasn't looked the same since that injury. So you're really thinking that you can get him back to pre-injury. Um, I, I don't know if, if that's possible. So to me, I don't see people prepared to give up a whole lot. But you might see the Eagles willing to... As we as we move in, willing to just you know move on and and take some get something in order because otherwise they're lumbered with a contract with a QB who doesn't want to be there that they really don't want there either. Last weekend, leading up to the Super Bowl, you know there was a lot of talk that the, the trade would happen on the Saturday and potentially even on on Super Bowl Sunday. wasn't wasn't to to be. There was two teams in the running at the moment, right? So the Colts and obviously. The head coach has the connections there because he was in Philadelphia. And the Bears are the other team that are, that are in the running. They also have a connection because they're a passing coordinator, passing coordinator, offensive coordinators. Now, every every coordinator you could think of, but their passing coordinator is John DeFilippo, and he was the quarterback coach 
when he was in Philadelphia with Wentz. So both teams have a connection. And imagine both those guys are pleading with the GM to get him because they feel that they have the relationship connection and they can work through the, the problems that he's had over the last few years. And I think what's happened over the past week is both general managers have taken a step back and realised there's no need to panic here and push this deal through because Philadelphia ex- expectations is it's going to be a one. I think last night we start to see a bit more, you know, practical, realistic um, options coming out, which was maybe a two or maybe a three. And if they got that at this stage, I think they'd be biting, biting the hand off the Colts. I do think you'll end up with the Colts. I think that's what will come about because Rivers is gone. They need to they need to fill the hole quickly enough. Um, if he's with Philadelphia on the third day of the, the new league year, which is in around the 17th or 18th, 20th of March, give or take, he's due mm-hmm. a 10 million bonus payout from Philadelphia. So he's gone before the start of the new season. It's a case of what they're willing to take from him, which Colin has said will probably come down a lot more than what, the, what their expectations are. So my hunch is he'll end up with the Colts. Some lovely comments. Uh, trade Wentz to the Giants. Boy, I would love to see that. Oh, we have a quarterback. We have a quarterback. We're going to. Phil Sims is commentating on CBS, bro. Anyway, uh, we've got. Uh, oh, oh, he didn't do it. I'm joking. I'm not like, I mean, I have Drew Locke. I'm only joking. Direct response from a team official about a report that the best offer the Eagles got for Carson Wentz was two second round picks plus a potential third or fourth. We made a better offer. I wasn't told what the better offer entailed. <laughs> Stay tuned. Now, where on earth, when you need it, is the Eamon Dunphy spoofers video? Spoofers. There's, there's, tell you what, somebody else talk about Wentz and I will find that video, but they are, I can mean, spoofing. Well, what, I, what I'll say is, I think it was Albert Breer was on during the week talking about like how we basically kind of entered silly season and how. Everyone get becomes a league source at this point, including GMs, um, because everyone is playing the game, um, you know, and they're all going to try and lead people um, astray and try and get what they want out of it. So sometimes journalists, right, um, are led astray by a team deliberately. The journalist uh, is offered a, a story in good faith. Um, and they think that um, it's realistic and it's a spin. It's an angle that a GM is taking or an agent is taking in order to maybe flush something out. So I would take everything you hear at the moment um, that's said publicly with a truckload of salt, not a pinch of salt, a truckload of salt. If if they trade him, he's still 40 million hit on the cap, you know, on top of another... You know, and if they keep him at 60 million with another 10 million bonus to be paid out on, on, in the middle of March, there's absolutely no way he's staying there. He's gone. It's just a case of who who is going to foot up the best offer, which again will be a second and a third. Live look at the Eagles GM and the Eagles front office. The bluffers, the spoofers, the Muppets, and there's a lot of them around. There is a lot of them around. Uh, I seen a comment there from I'm gonna presume Fergal. Or Fergie, or because they fur, fur. Do you not honestly think the Eagles will have to pay to get rid of him with that contract? They'll pay in the sense that they won't get what they want for him. Mm. That's, it's, that's but, ultimately how it'll yeah. come down. Uh, but it's it's a QB like it's a QB who in the has has in the past shown that he can be a, a starting QB, and so as a result. 
somebody will take a chance, but it will be, as Brian said, it'll be for a lot lower because people will always roll the dice. <laughs> John Elway rolled the dice on Joe Flacco. Um, you know, people will always take a chance because you hope you can recreate the magic. But I think um, Carson Wentz is... It's it's as Brian said. Like there was a lot of heat all of a sudden last Sunday, and I think GMs went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stall on here now. Let's see how this plays out." Um, and I I think you'll see plenty of horse careful, man. careful yeah. man. Yeah. Careful now, careful exactly. <laughs> so, uh, plenty of horse trading to, to go in that one. I think. Well, we got about fifteen minutes left until we go to bed, or Mikey is going out for another two or three hours. <sighs> anyway, um. Sam Darnold on multiple teams, Colin. Oh, you know what? I'll start with Brian because Colin had the last word there. Brian, multiple teams. Multiple teams. I'm going to repeat that. Multiple teams have inquired about Sam Darnold. Is Sam Darnold the best quarterback in New Jersey? And I include the Giants in that conversation. And secondly, where where will he be first half next season? I don't think he's the best quarterback in, in New Jersey, New York, whatever way you want to call it. Um, it's funny that Zach, Zach Wilson there, who's coming into the draft, there's a lot of talk that teams are going to trade into the second pick to get the Jets out of there so they can pick him because he's the next up-and-coming star. But yet he has a lesser he has a lesser grade going into this draft than Daniel Jones did. And we got he for picking Daniel Jones at 16. Because we didn't, sorry, at six, because we didn't pick Dwayne Haskins. And where's Dwayne Haskins now? So Dave Gellerman got that right. On the Darnell situation, yeah, the Colts are actually one of the teams that are being suggested. To me, that's the backup plan if they don't get Wentz that they will consider Darnold. Because at the end of the day, he's still 23 years of age and the Jets haven't done a lot to help him over the past few years. He's been inconsistent. He's been out injured. He's he's had the mono. He's seen ghosts. All the stuff that's gone on in the last few years is just... Oh, here we go. It's just... Um, um, look, the New York Jets have been in a bad situation in the last few years. But in fairness, they're getting a full hold now. They look like they're on on the right track with, the, with Douglas, the GM, because they've got a lot of picks and potentially they could be in the sweepstakes for Watson. But Darnold, to me, is gone. I don't think they will use him in any trade if it's for Watson for or if they decide to go a different route for a quarterback. I think they'll sit tight, keep him, and then come draft time, they'll get a, they'll get a pick from him. But for me, if you're asking where I think he'll end up, this might surprise you, but I think he'll end up in Washington. And they are one of the teams in the running. For anybody listening to the podcast, because I'm trying to convert both views, I'm borderline speechless. Washington doing what? Selling tickets? Giving out popcorn? Hey, I mean, so who's going to be the quarterback next year? Alex Smith won't be the quarterback there next year. Oh, he will, yeah. No, not a chance. No, no way. But they just give Taylor Heineke an 8.5 million two year extension to his contract. Yeah, because he's the backup plan, he's the toward backup plan. It's the the plan is get a new quarterback. Yeah, but they got Steve Montez from Colorado there as well. I mean, they don't they don't need a quarterback. You keep going about Montez, but we haven't seen much of him. And then when we thought he was the quarterback, <laughs> Tyler Taylor Heineke comes in. The, to me, the plan. To me, the plan. This is where we need Anton the Beck because he's the Washington fan. He's our, our close Washington contact. For me, the plan is new quarterback, backup Alex Smith second second plan tour plan Tyler Heineke. They've given him nine million over two years. It's not an extreme contract. It's what three, four million over two years. Darn, it might be horrible, but we'll see. Oh sweet Jesus! I'm, I'm just going to ask Colm a question. I'm going to get done for this. I think in a couple of years, but does it matter where Sam Darnold goes, Colm? Um, no, 
It doesn't. Um, <laughs> he he's John. He's John Rosen. He's he's not. Is he like the leash of GA? I think that's a bit harsh. I don't think we've had an opportunity to see the, the best of him. Just. I could because he's been broken, Brian. Because I don't think you like. I, I think if he had been handled correctly when he came into the league, it yeah. could have been very different. But I don't think it's fixable now. Um, I, I think in it's it, it's a very different. Um, in terms of his behavior, because he's done everything right. But to me, it feels very like um, Ravel Morrison, who could have been brilliant, but it just didn't work. And, um, th- th- Sam, Sam Dan, it's not going to work. You can't, you can't fix it. Bill Belichick broke him. You can't go from seeing ghosts to all of a sudden being a franchise QB. I just don't think it works. I, I agree with Brian, though, that Alex Smith is not in Washington next year. Alex Smith is um, down in Jacksonville. He's in Florida. He's enjoying life. He's backing up um, Trevor Lawrence um, because we saw what he did with Mahomes. So if I'm Jacksonville um, after their week to forget um i am getting a good news story and i'm bringing in alex smith um because i think he would be the perfect mentor in terms of uh what you want to do with trevor lawrence and um you're not going to you're not going to keep menchu there i don't think because you want somebody a bit older to to mentor uh lawrence um but i look i i think it's it's very harsh on darnold and i am being harsh in that respect but i i would love to see him do it because the guys like he came in and, and I don't think he got a fair shakedown in terms of everything that went on with the Jets and he tried, but I just don't know if um if given everything he's been through, if you can if you can build him back up, he would possibly need um you know a couple of years um to a year certainly a year to just sit. Um, now, the Saints have been good for that um, over the last few years in terms of kind of sit a guy like Teddy Bridgewater and then he goes elsewhere. But the Saints have their own issues at QB, so they don't have that. That, to me, is the only way um, Sam Darnold goes on to, to have a, a real career in this league. Um, and it's funny how where you end up, who your head coach ends up being, your GM, how that situation plays out has such a fundamental impact impact on your career because you can come out of college and you can have all the skills and all the traits and you can put in the time and effort i don't i don't think any of that is on sam darnell i don't think this is he hasn't tried or he hasn't wanted it enough i think this is purely in the the jets sense i mean they've been the lowest scoring team just horrific on offense and um he hasn't they have done nothing to help him in in any way shape or form even the fact that they brought in flacco right this year a guy who when he came to denver said it's not my job to mentor drew lock and then you brought him into with, with another young qb ah like when when if you're a surely if you're a gm and you saw what flacco said you would have said he is not the guy I want anywhere near a young QB because that attitude is all wrong. So to me, um, I don't feel Sam Darnold has got a fair shake, but that's just how life goes. I don't think it it's going to work out for him. Michael, can I just make a quick point? This is the difficulty with the NFL in terms of evaluating quarterbacks coming out of the draft. Because, and I'm going to use the 2009 and 2016 drafts as an example. And the reason being... 2009 first round pick was Matt was Matthew Stafford, and the 2016 draft first round pick was was Goff, and they've both traded in the past two weeks to to the same in terms of in the deal. In in that space of time, 22 quarterbacks have been drafted between 2009 and 2016. 22. How many are, have a guess? How many are with their team at the moment? 
How many did you one. think? One. And who's that one? Carson Wentz, and he's going to be the last one to fall because he's not going to be with the Eagles next year. So 22 quarterbacks in seven years. And then everybody says the, that the Chiefs got Mahomes right. But the reality is that 2016 draft, they were doing their utmost to get Paxton Lynch. And we all know how that played out. So it's it's all about projections. Some teams get it right and they look brilliant. Some teams get it really wrong. When Sam Darnold came out, everybody thought he was going to be the, the next best thing. And it didn't play out that way. Yeah, I, I think... You like those stats, in, Michael, yeah? In, in fairness, just in terms of the comments, um, like they, I think you saw two... <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is a phenomenal coach um, and and uh, an offensive mind. And if um, if Darnold was to go there and be able to sit, um, but I think if Darnold has to start next year with a team with expectations on him, that's a that's a disaster. Um, and, that's why and, Washington yeah, to me Adam, Adam is a good fit because um, Riverboat Ron would be the ideal coach to put his arm around him and get the best of him. Yeah, if he if he could sit there for a year potentially, um, I would also though say um, at, at Adam Gase, and I've said this on this show before, Adam Gase should get down on his knees and worship <laughs> a statue of Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning got that man paid. Peyton Manning got that man a head coaching job. He had nothing to do. Julia, like. Julius Thomas and Eric Decker should also um, thank Peyton Manning, but Adam Gase more than anyone else in this league. Um, you're, you're talking there, like uh, you, you said a minute ago about Gardner Minshew. You know, let's not start talking bad about Gardner Minshew. Hey, baby, you want to come and take a ride with the Mississippi Mud Flat? That, that, guy, that, that guy just going places, you know? Just going places. <laughs> Look, right here. Before we bounce for tonight, um, we'll, have, we'll have one more topic and maybe another one as well. Unbelievable reaction on Twitter, folks. Over a thousand views. Uh, incredible. The season's ended. But we still go. We're not, we're, we're, you know, we're going to be sitting here in, in July, literally. Uh, Minshew Mania. Indeed, my friend. Let's see where he ends up. I still think, you know, I'm the guy that paid £275 for a Category 1 Wembley ticket to watch the Houston Texans against Gardner Minshew. So I, I have to believe in some way. Uh, boys, obviously it was, well, I mean, Brian, you were watching it. A big day today for the new Jaguars quarterback. Um, what were your takes on his pro day? Yeah, I quickly turned it off and started watching the race and back on the at, at the race. <laughs> it's, it's too early. And it's too early to be watching. Guys with you know in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt throwing the ball around like there's nothing to there's nothing to be gained by that. So it was I, interesting. It was sorry, Colin. It was interesting to see how many teams turned up to watch it. I think there were seven or eight teams who turned up to watch it, knowing well that Jacksonville are going to trade him. But I imagine half the reason for that is because they want to get a little bit of schooling on him now. Potentially, if they if they realistically they're not going to get to pick him, but at least they're seeing a little bit of him now before they play him next season. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I mean, look, the 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 other teams that were there um, were on the sideline. Urban Meyer was standing in the, the center of the field. Um, it tells you everything you, you need to know about uh, Trevor Lawrence and where Trevor Lawrence is going. Um, and that might be the one good news story out of uh, Jacksonville this week um, is, is that, like, Clearly, Meyer is um, already trying to develop that relationship um, and and see what they can do. Um, he, it's going to be fascinating to watch him in the league because there is so much on him, probably more so than 
um, anyone since Lux, certainly, right? Because when Mahomes went to the Chiefs, his stock had risen as we got close to the draft, and particularly, um, you know, when when people saw uh, his throwing speed. Um, but it wasn't like everyone expected him to to be day one starter. Everyone knew that Alex Smith was going to be the starter and that they were going to develop Mahomes. Um, Trevor Lawrence is expected to be day one starter. And he's expected to be day one franchise QB. That's an enormous level of expectation to, to put on. I really like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's done a great job. He's clearly a born winner. Um, but he's going to need help to transition to this league. That's why I think bringing in Alex Smith down in Jacksonville would be very sensible. Yeah, uh, I agree. I just don't think it's, I just don't think it'll work out in Jacksonville. Um, well, I think Jacksonville is... Yeah, you're looking at four or five years before they'd have to move on from. But look, two, two. I think I think Urban will last. I think Urban will feel the warm sunshine of Los Angeles and this college football job on a Saturday, and it'll he, just end in tears. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm getting the hell out of that first pick. He's not feeling the warmth. I said Moyer's not feeling the warmth to the media this week anyway, because some of the coaching staff that he's putting together have some dubious backgrounds. In terms of stuff they've done in the past, which isn't going down well with the with both the NFL media and the local media, so it'll be interesting to see. The heat's already on him already. Fields over Lawrence is what Brett Chief says. Interesting. We're gonna have to get Brett Chief on here and maybe talk about this performance next at the, at the weekend. Uh, I have got breaking news before we go. We will be back on Sunday or Monday because we have a special guest, which these two boys don't know who it is yet. So I'm gonna tell them off camera, but we will be back, and hopefully, uh, we can hopefully not. It, have- it, Where's it's a special, Mark trending? Is a special guest, Mark? Where's Mark? <laughs> it's 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 a current player in the NFL, so ho- hopefully that will uh, will whet your appetite. May, may, it may be pre-recorded. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Colm and and Brian, just before we go, we're going to do this every well for the rest of this month at least. I want another bold prediction ahead of this off-season trades, free agency. What is going to surprise us over the next few weeks? I'll start with you, Colm. Um, there's, there's plenty that, uh, had I known you were going to ask this, my, my bold prediction was that Nick Boza goes to, to the Texans and the JJ goes to the 49ers. I really think that is, um, that could work out because Boza is a phenomenal player. Um, but he's a young guy who, you know, can, can go to the Texans and they can build around, um, the the 49ers are obviously looking to you know kind of win and win they're they're built to do that so you bring in JJ and and so and and Watson and suddenly you're adding two incredible players on both sides of the the football so to me that's one to to keep an eye on um the 49ers are looking to get back to the glory days they know that you know what's what happens when you have um, uh, a Hall of Fame QB. They had it in Montana. They had it in um, Steve, Steve Young. And um, I think that they would love to get that back. I mean, I think um, it's come up a number of times. I think Thomas Hall is one of the guys who did some research into this. But 23 of the last 30 Super Bowls have been won um, by starting QBs either in the Hall of Fame or on track to be there. And a, a, Brian will like this. So if Eli gets there, if you include Eli, which he probably will, um, then it's 25 out of the last 30. Um, 
you you need um, a, Q, a Hall of Fame QB to win a Super Bowl in this league. I think that has never been more evident. Every single season, the league tweaks it a little bit more so that QBs become um, even more important. We had Otis Anderson uh, on. He talked about how um, if he was playing nowadays, he wouldn't get the opportunities that uh, he did back in in the day. So, you know, everyone recognizes it. Former players, current players, more than ever. I think that's why you're seeing the, the talk of this uh, QB carousel this year. So um, the 49ers, Watson, Watt and Bosa to end up at the Texans. That's my bold prediction for this week. Bold predictions going into free agency, Michael, yeah? Just that, yeah. Didn't focus on the Jets. Um, <laughs> the New Jersey Jets going to happen? Well, they've got to see what people are forgetting is because people keep discussing the fact that they're stockpiled in terms of the amount of picks they have, but they've also got a lot of cap space so they can actually do damage in free agency. So, um, for me, Deshaun Watson will be with the Jets, um, Juju Schuster will be with the Jets, and Fuller, who's with the Texans, who Deshaun Watson knows very well, will also be with the Jets, and they'll have a brand new offense. Wow, wow. Well, I'm going to end the night like I always do. Well, hold on, actually. I, I, ju- I just want, in fairness, I think uh, the viewer, like they've made a, a fair a fair point in terms of of, G- of Jimmy G. Like your your issue there is, um, and I, I spoke about this previously, I think it's a little bit like the McVeigh Goff situation in terms of um, after the Super Bowl, McVeigh obviously kind of just never had the same belief in Goff, and I think it's the the same with Shanahan and Jimmy G. He just he he doesn't believe in him, um, and you add in the injuries to that. Uh, I think that that's why they they're moving on. Like they, it, it's it's a question of when, not if. I I don't believe. Um, Jimmy G will be the starting QB there next season, um, just given everything that that's gone on. Um, if 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 they're to get to Sean Watson, you give up whatever is necessary because you're getting your franchise QB for the next ten to fifteen years. He's twenty five years of age. Years. Jesus Christ! Hey, given given what given what Brady is doing, and given the way the the, the rules are changing, what Brady is doing is never going to happen again in professional sports. Yeah, call him ne- what I would never say. Until is, never, un- say, never until it's done. Never until it's done. Never until it's done. Difficulty with Watson, and he Watson is he likes to take off, and by and large, if you're a quarterback that tends to continuously run game after game, it tends to catch up on you. So. I do think he'd have a great career, but I certainly don't think we'll be sitting here watching him play a 40. If, if I'm watching him play a 40, that means that means I'm nearly 60 years of age. Oh, good golly. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G, for me, will end up back with the Patriots. That's what I think will happen there. I don't think they really ever wanted to, to trade him. I think they wanted to keep him. They always felt he was the right man to take off from Brady, but obviously he was getting frustrated because he felt it was time for him to be playing on a regular basis. So... Um, well, he actually has. He actually has because he beat the Bills last year. But hey, never. Oh, he did beat yeah. the Bills on the ESPN special. Yeah. Boom, boom, and a great comeback it was too. Where Josh Allen. Oh, I, I, I really appreciate your comments. Thanks very much. TV yeah. twelve. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm getting away from the point. I think Jimmy G will end up back with the Patriots. I think it's the right fit. I think he's still got a career ahead of him, and I think he would be well suited to playing for Bill Belichick again. 
Colin, before we go, because I need to give my poll prediction, but where's Jimmy G going to handle? Um, Jimmy G, if I could, could end up... Um, <laughs> I I see a lot of sense in what uh in what Brian is saying, um, I but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy G was to end up, um, in in Chicago. Could see that. Well, like in the airport for a stopover or what? Uh, <laughs> but Michael, in fairness, it's not about you. It's, it's not about you because. Oh, no, it's a, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting shot, but I, I thought, like, you know, they've got Mr. Trubisky. The difficulty for the Bears is they're picking at 19 in the draft. Like, they're picking at 19 in the draft. There's four quarterbacks going to come off the board realistically in the top 10. You know, you've got Lance, you've got Wilson, Airboy, Trevor Lawrence, and Fields. So, realistically, they're gone. The drop off thereafter is quite significant. Are they going to take a chance at 19? They're better off giving up that 19 and taking a quarterback that realistically could play well for a number of years in the league. Well, we have... Um, that actually goes into my poll prediction, and I guess the final point of the show, and just before we go, we've had an unbelievable uh, watch that, you know, you think the season's been over for nearly a week. We've had over um, 1,100 viewers on Twitter alone. I think it would be quite similar on Facebook, so I want to thank everybody. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Check out Ponder Arena for our content as well on Facebook, and we will be back uh, on Sunday or Monday time dependent hashtag where's Mark uh, my bold prediction you're talking there about the Bears team that you said picking 19th yeah well there's a team picking 21st who are they the Colts the Colts and the Colts need a quarterback boys and they don't need a stop gap they don't need to put the put the you know they, they need a quarterback for the future for me the Colts are going to trade into the top 10 that's my bold prediction. I think they're going to okay. cause a shock okay. on draft night. And um, I think they'll trade in the top 10, possibly top five, uh, and go for the quarterback of the future. That That's my bold I, prediction. I thought you were going to say Jimmy G to the coast. I was like, Frank Reich and Jimmy G, that won't work. <laughs> Imagine. If, if, yeah, anybody I, can, I, if anybody I, can I make it work, it's, it's Ballard, the GM, because he's done a fantastic job over the years. Yeah, yeah but Fra- Frank Frank Reich is is a man of deep and profound faith. Jimmy G is is not. Jimmy G is many things. Um, a, a, a solid NFL QB. Uh, a, 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 a two or three times Super Bowl champion. Two time champion. Yeah, he is. He's not a. Him. He's not a man of, of of deep and profound faith. I believe. <laughs> So anyway, you don't have to worry about that column. Uh, they're going to be in the top 10. And it's not a bad show. I can see them moving up all right. Yeah. I think they will. I think they will. Uh, I mean, in terms of any honorable predictions, I think Sammy Watkins walks away from Kansas City. Hi, bro. But, uh, boys, any final comments, Colin? Brad? Good show? Yeah, just a really, really fun interaction. Um, delighted people uh, are, are still... Um, tuning in and interacting I think that's what makes the the show and I think this off season just like the last couple of years have gotten crazier and crazier this is going to be the craziest off season we've seen in the NFL um, prob- probably ever ever I would yeah. imagine you know it, it, it's great to see after you know we're only four days on from the last show and we're only nearly a week on from the Super Bowl that people are already missing it because so many people have tuned in 
to listen to, in, to us discussing what we see happening in the offseason. So, look, it's going to be a very compelling offseason with potentially 16 new teams next season going in with a new quarterback. But it won't be the Broncos and it won't be the Giants because we've got our guys, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> and you can be sure if anything big does happen, highly likely we, we will go live the same night. Weather depending, it's going to be very bad here this weekend. But uh, I guess for now, thanks very much, lads. Appreciate it. And hopefully we'll see you at some point this weekend with a special guest. Well, yeah, well, we've got, a, we've got a form of search party to, to go and find Mark. I think that's our weekend activity, lads. Indeed, indeed. And like here, thanks so much for the comments as well, lads. Appreciate it. Thanks Hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, it's chill this weekend. No NFL for a weekend. But join us Sunday or Monday. We'll update you as soon as possible. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Tom, how awesome was that?